0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, Let's pray one more time, and then we'll get into the word here, to the message. Lord, uh, I come to you humbly. I just, uh, I ask you, Lord, to help me get out of your way, and you say what the people need to hear today, that they receive it, that lives are changed today. Every one of us here needs something to happen in our lives. We're expecting something. Uh, It doesn't have to be something... uh, I'm not saying it has to be something tragic, or, but it's just that changes need to be made in our lives. It's, it's the nature of who we are, and uh, your word can change things. So we just come expecting, uh, we, uh, we just say out front that we'll receive what it is that you have for us. Lord, speak through my mouth and think through my mind as we, as we continue today, and I ask it in the name of Jesus, and everybody said, amen. Amen you can turn to uh second Timothy 3:16 and I I'm not I'm not there yet. I'll lead a, I'll get to there at some point but I don't I there's a lot of scriptures because that's just how the Lord deals with me. I like to be able to I like to be able to present scripture whenever I talk. <clears throat> and so there's a lot and and I've asked I said I told sister Melissa I said uh, there's a lot of scripture, so I don't know if I'm going to go too fast, and you can't keep up, or if you even want to try, but if not, I'll, I'll make copies of the notes for you if you want it, but, uh, but the Word is good, Amen. Amen. And, and for me to come up here and talk to you about anything else other than the Word would be fruitless, because yeah. I don't know, me, me in and of myself, that's pretty limited, Brother Russell's shaking his head back in the back, I bet you. Um, But what the Lord could say through me and what He can demonstrate through me uh, is boundless. Uh, We've heard a lot about distraction. My message, by the way, the name, the the title of my message is "Who Are You." Mm -hmm. We we've heard a whole lot uh, recently about distraction. I know Pastor talked about it recently, but I've heard it in a few other meetings as well. about how the enemy works to um, intercept and interrupt and corrupt our time in the word or any kind of godly activity, really. Um, But Hebrews 12, 1 says, um, let us strip in the middle of, uh, I'll just start at the beginning so it's legit. Uh, Therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight, and that sin which so readily, deftly, and, and cleverly clings to and entangles us and let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence, uh, the appointed course of the race that is set before us. And then the beginning of verse 2 says, looking away from all that would distract to Jesus. So if we can get our focus shifted over to Jesus, then the distractions that that keep popping up and they I, I would imagine that distractions are always going to try to play a part in your life. As holy as you might be, there's always going to be something that slips. So we're just a busy people. This is a, this is probably the busiest any, in, one individual in this society has ever been, right? This is the, a busy time for us. Um, but the word says that we should strip all of that off and focus on Jesus. And when we do that, When we do that, then we can begin to learn some things about who we are. Let me ask you this. Do you believe the Word of God? Oh, wait a minute. Do you believe the Word of God? All right. I had three people say it. Pastor, I heard three people say it the first time. It's going to be a big meeting when he gets back. I'm just telling you. Uh, I believe in the Word of God. John 1.1 1, 1 says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning, that means the Word is eternal. It's always been in, in, in the man Jesus, right? Um, and now, 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in Righteousness. The Amplified Classic says every scripture is God-breathed. I like that. Given by His inspiration and profitable for instruction, for reproof and conviction of sin, for correction of error and discipline and obedience, and for training in righteousness, in holy living, in conformity to God's will and thought, purpose, and action. So if the Word is true, and we've said we believe it, it's true, and if the Word is God-breathed, and we and we believe it then there's a place that we should always be if we're practicing that if we, if we really believe it if we always if we know that it's always going to be truth then there's a place which we should be we should be psalm uh, 91:1 psalm 91, 1. Psalm 91. 1. I may not have you turn to all of these, but some of them I will. And you don't have to turn to all of them. If you don't like flipping pages, that's all right. You can go back and listen to the message and write them all down. Like I said, I can make copies of the notes. There's nothing secret about it. There's 14 pages of it. but (laughs) Psalm 91.1 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I looked up the word dwell in Webster's 1828 Dictionary. It means to inhabit for a time, to have a habitation for some time or permanence, or to live in a place, and my favorite is to abide as a permanent resident. So if we're going to dwell, if we're going to dwell in the secret place, if we're going to abide as a permanent resident in the secret place, then we will have access and know the things that we need to know about who we are who we are in Christ you know it's who I am in the flesh is just Paul who I am in Christ is and you too I'm, that's going to be the the full direction of the message is, is who we are in Christ right uh, but I'm just trying to get us to a point where where we're setting the foundation of, of where the Word is, who Christ is, and then, and then we'll get into some of the in-him scriptures and things like that. Uh, and I will, I will ask you guys to participate with me then. Uh, and, and we'll say some things together. Because the places that I hear ministers talk about, like uh, Pastor Nancy and Reverend Joel, those places uh, in the Spirit that he talks about getting to, where we see limbs growing, where we're living uh, so elevated in Christ that our feet ain't actually touching the natural ground. You know, we're above that thing, whatever it, whatever it might be that the world would bring to you. It doesn't matter because of where we're at, because of who we are in Christ. But you gotta figure out who you are in Christ before we're able to get over into those places where we can, where we can live the lives that will, that will speak to the sinner out there, that speak to the people that may have had a bad experience in some church somewhere. And they've said, no, I don't want any, that, that God stuff is all wrong. And, and then they see you being the living example. And they go, wait a minute, how are you doing that? And you can say, well, you know, Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's your answer. That's the simple answer, right? Jesus. And then, and then they may, maybe they'll ask some more questions. And if not, at least you've said his name, which is above every name. And so, but you got to know who you are. You got to know who you are. So uh, Jesus said in uh, John fifteen seven. you don't have to turn there. If ye abide in me, here's that word again, abide. And my word abides in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done for you or unto you. Psalm 23, 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. There's a place to be. Still another place, one of my favorite. Ephesians 2.6 and I'm going to start in 4 but 2.6 is the primary uh, scripture. Ephesians 2.4 says but God have we all had but God moments? You had one recently, glory to God. That's fantastic. Um, we've all had butt God moments, right? Because you're here. I know you've had a butt God moment because you're here. Um, you know mine. You, you, you've heard me say mine. I was delivered supernaturally. I had two people that are, that are nurses tell me that in the natural, I should have died when I quit taking all the drugs I was taking. Literally should have died. Or I should have at least been in the hospital to be uh, weaned off of it or whatever they would do. But God. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, and I was definitely dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. And then verse 6 and has raised us up together. Where's that place we're supposed to be? Raised up together, and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. We are to be raised, we're, we are raised up. Right. Are you living like you're raised up? I don't, I miss it. I, 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 won't, I won't point any fingers at you guys, because uh, you guys are pr- probably a lot holier than I am. But Me, I miss it. And so I need to remind myself, that's that's why we have the Word. That's why we have fellowship with like-minded believers. That's why you come to church on a Sunday and a Wednesday night. And I'm probably preaching to the choir, so to speak, uh, in this group. But it's good to be reminded. It's good to be reminded what the Word says about us. We are raised up together and made to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Another one I like a bunch. This blew me away whenever I first discovered it. I had to go back and read it myself because I, I think, I'm sure Pastor was teaching or something. I was like, wait a minute, Romans 8. Romans 8, 14 through 17. He says, uh, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit, that we are the children of God. Twice he says, we are children. Did you notice that? We're the sons of God, we're the children of God. And if children, I love this, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. Somebody shout, glory to God. We are joint heirs with Christ. To me, it's interesting that he says joint heirs, because I believe in the Jewish tradition, the older brother would have the birthright. Is that right? And so Jesus is a lot older than I am. (laughs) And so to circumvent that, to keep people from forming a doctrine around, yeah, but that was Jesus. They said joint heirs. Equal. Equal with what is his, I have access to. Joint heirs. Everything that is his is mine. Glory to God. Glory to God. Uh, and it goes on to say, and, and if there be, uh, if, uh, if so be that we suffer with him, we may uh, be also glorified together with him. Uh, and so now we've, we've, we know and we agree as a group that the word is true. All scripture is inspired by God. We know that there's a place that we should be and that we should remain in that place. Dwell, have permanent residence there, right? One of the ways that we're able to do that is speaking the word of God regularly, daily, and consistently in our lives. So um, if, if I'm going to reap the benefits of, of being a joint heir, I first have to know what the benefits are. Then I have to, to take that step of faith to enact that, to say those things over me. How does Faith requires us to do something, Right? And and in this case, it would be, uh, simply speaking the word of, about who you are. Amen. Uh, if, if I were to, um, if I were to buy a guitar and have Brother Brett teach me once a week for four months, and it was only one time, one hour, one hour, uh, session, uh, I could get somewhere, but i get there slow, right? It, it could be tedious. But if I did that, if I, if I stepped into, if I saw what I had in, in Brett as a teacher and said, okay, look, you tell me what your schedule is, and I'm willing to step in whenever you're willing. And he says, look, we do two times a day, every day for the next four months. How much more would I, would I have access? So the frequency in which we say these things about ourselves will directly affect how they affect us. You've got to settle it in yourself. You've got to settle it in yourself that that the word is true. And what he says about us, as as far-fetched as it might seem, is truth, And that's who we are. Joshua 1.8 says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. And I said we should be speaking the word of God daily, regularly, consistently. But you shall meditate on it day and night, and, and you may, uh, that you may observe and do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and you shall deal wisely and have good success. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. So my pastor can say it over me, but it's not going to have the same effect of me speaking it about myself. I've got to say it. If it's mine, then I've got to to treat it like it's mine. And it's a precious thing. I'm a joint heir with Christ. That blows my mind. The natural me says, there ain't no way. You know what you did. But, you know, that's just, the old Paul's just a picture of the past, right? I'm a new creature. And so it says, uh, shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate. So far, who's it on? me, I'm gonna do it that you and and if you do that then the result is uh that you will know how to observe and do according to what is written, and then after you've done that then you you uh you shall make your way prosperous, right yeah. and then you shall deal wisely so um there's one, two, three, four. Five, I think, use in that, in that passage. In one verse about who does what with, with, with the word. You do it. And then it says in Proverbs 18, 20, and 21 that a man's belly shall satisfy, uh, be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. That's right. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. It matters what you say. Then it says, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. So if I'm always talking about the negative side of things and I'm not aware of who I am in Christ, what am I going to get? The negative things. That's right, because it goes on to say in 21, uh, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Amplified Classic says, a man's moral self should be filled with the fruit of his mouth and with the consequence of his words, he must be satisfied whether good or evil. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life. Yeah. If if you say if you speak death over yourself, yeah. you're gonna reap death. Yeah. If you speak destruction over your kids, Alone. Alone. you're gonna reap destruction. Yeah. If you speak destruction and, and negatively about your boss. You're not obeying the word. The word talks about honor, right? right. And so, so what we should do is, is speak uh, blessings on those folks around us. No? It's not all, it's, for me, it's a challenge to, to do that sometimes. Um, but I'm endeavoring to do better. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that uh, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. In Christ, we are new creatures. Whatever I was before is gone, and it has—it means nothing. It's passed away. It's dead. It's irrelevant. The only good thing about my past is I can use that in my testimony to talk to people about what Jesus is doing. That's the only positive thing about my past. So, let's... Uh, Let's look at some of the... So I'm just going to start running through some scriptures, and you guys can uh, turn with me if you want, or if if we get them put up there, that's fine. Uh, Like I said, if not, I'll I'll make copies or whatever you might need. But uh, These will be familiar things to you, but I want us to go over and say some of these things about ourselves and make this a practice. This is the first night of the rest of your planned lives and my own, where we're going to speak the word over ourselves. Yeah. That we're going to rehearse who we are in Christ. Yeah. Romans 3, most of these are out of the Amplified Classic too. There might be some that I've slipped in from other, other translations. But uh, Romans 3.24 says, All are justified and made upright and in right standing with God, freely and gratuitously uh, by his grace, his unmerited favor and mercy. Uh, through the redemption which is provided in Christ Jesus. We are redeemed and justified and made upright Amen. in Christ Jesus. Amen. Romans 8.1. Therefore there is no, uh, now no condemnation, no uh, judging guilt, uh, guilty of wrong for those who are in Christ Jesus. Who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the spirit. In Christ, there is no condemnation. Amen. We walk after the Spirit. 8.2 says, For the law of the Spirit of life, uh, of life, which is in Christ, the law of our new beginning, has freed me from the law of sin and death. I am freed from the law of sin and death. Let's say it together. I am freed from the law of sin and death in Christ. pastor says, if you run, yeah, I run this way. When I was putting this together, there were a couple moments I needed to run. Because, you know, I've read these. I've I've seen these. I've, I've even opened the book and said them about myself. But... I haven't done it consistently and daily and made it a regular practice. And I can't experience the benefits of it if I'm not, if I'm not, I mean, really, I should be immersing myself in this, this knowledge that's been given to us, this power, this, it's amazing. It's supernatural. It's the thing that I wanted when I was a kid. I didn't, I thought the supernatural was wow. I like that. It's Jesus. He is supernatural. Even by his name, we have access to stuff that will blow your mind. So it says in uh, Romans 12, so we, numerous as we are, are one body in Christ and individually are part of uh, uh, one another. In Christ, we are all part of a single functioning body. That's amazing because we're all so different, just personalities. You know, but the Bible says that we're fitly joined together. That's in Christ, outside of Christ. You put, you put 150 people in one room without Jesus and see what happens. It won't be the results that you're hoping for. <laughs> right? Right? Um, First Corinthians 1, 2, to the church assembly of God, which is in Corinth, to those consecrated and purified and made holy in Christ Jesus. Wait a minute. I'm consecrated and purified and made holy in Christ. That's our confession. I'm called a saint. Let's say that let's say it about us. I am consecrated, purified, and made holy. In Christ. Christ. Glory to God. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 121. But it is God who confirms and makes us steadfast and establishes us in joint fellowship with you in Christ. And has consecrated and anointed us in doing us with the gift of the Holy Spirit. In Christ we are consecrated. We read that one, uh, had that in the the previous. Uh, But we are established, we're steadfast, and we're anointed. Did you know that there's no better anointing than an anointing that's given to us in Christ? As a matter of fact, I don't think you can get an anointing. I mean, I suppose somebody could spill something over your head or something. You could call that anointing, I guess, but not, that's not this. Amen. That's power. In Christ. We're anointed in Christ. Glory to God. That's, that's amazing to me. Second Corinthians 2.14. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us into triumph as trophies of Christ's victory and through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. We are triumphant in Christ. That's a, if the word's true and, and it never changes, then you are always victorious. Every triumph is yours. Every battle, every situation, he leads us into triumph. Amen. Galatians 2.4. Uh, this is, again, an Amplified Classic. Uh, my precaution was, because of false brethren who had been secretly smuggled into the Christian brotherhood, they had slipped in to spy on our liberty and our freedom, which we have in Christ, that they might, again, bring us under bondage under the law of Moses. It says that we have liberty and freedom in Christ. To spy on our liberty and the freedom which we have in Christ. Freedom and liberty. And that's not a freedom to, to live like you want to live or whatever. We, we know this. But a freedom to be who he's called us to be. How about that? Liberty to walk in his promises. But you can't walk in them if you don't know Him, And you can't know them if you don't recognize him as your shepherd. If you don't recognize yourself as a joint heir with Christ. Galatians 3.26. For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. Sons of God. Counted among the family. We don't get to just go up into heaven and hang out. We get to to step in. We get to attend the big supper. Right? (laughs) Yeah. We get, we get all the benefits of being a son. Come on. Sons and daughters. I'm not leaving you guys out. But, um, but it's in Christ that we're able to access that. Uh, Galatians 3.29. And if you belong to Christ, are in him who is Abraham's seed, then you are Abraham's offspring and spiritual heirs according to the promise. Amen. We are heirs according to the promise because we are in Christ. Amen. Ephesians 1.3. May blessing, praise, laudation, and eulogy be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual, given by the Holy Spirit, blessing in the heavenly realms. Let's confess that one, right? I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms in Christ. (laughs) Glory to God. Hallelujah. Again, you know uh, uh, Ephesians two six that that we've been raised up together and and made to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Because I think about where it was that I was before, just thinking of my testimony. Uh, In that in that dark place where you know the first time it was because I didn't know Jesus, and the second time was uh, I had ran away and was and it ran for a decade literally, Uh, and still. I'm made to raise up and sit together with him in, in heavenly places. It's just amazing Amen. what he does for us, folks. I mean, we can't forget that. We can't lose that. We can't, we can't get into such a routine or rut that the name of Jesus is just the name of Jesus. Let's do it in Jesus' name. No. Before you speak it, think about it. Because when you speak it, power is released. Every time you speak his name, power is released. Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord, that Jesus is Lord. His name is that name above every name. So any name that ever comes along, any new new condition, any new psychological issue, uh, that has all the Latin phrases to it that I couldn't spell in a million years. That's a name. And that name is below the name of Jesus. So recognize when you're using his name, when you're talking about it, when, you, when you're addressing, even when you're addressing uh, all of us in here are probably um, taking authority, taking the stand in the name of Jesus. Uh, when you do something like that, Take a moment to recognize just how much power you're wielding at the name of Jesus. Nothing can stand against him. Nothing. You name it, and I can always say Jesus is above that, right? If I find anything, a condition in my body, lack of funds, uh, anxiety even. So listen, it doesn't have to be huge. Just the little things in life, uh, you know. The name of Jesus covers that. And he's, in, he's, he's just as interested in straightening that out for you as he is the big giant things. But we have to know who we are in Christ. Who are you? I'm a son of God. I'm a joint heir. Glad you ask. I'm going to tell you. I'm a joint heir with Christ. I'm seated in the heavenly realm. Glory to God. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's own handiwork, work, recreated in Christ Jesus. We are his workmanship, created, recreated in Christ. Hmm. If you're still in Ephesians 2.13, uh, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were so far away, through, by, in the blood of Christ have been brought near. Through him, through his blood, by his blood, and in his blood, I've been brought near to him. Amen. I'm closer to God than I could have ever been because of Jesus. Amen. Philippians three thirteen and 14 says, I do not consider, brother, that I have captured and made it my own yet. But one thing I do, it is my one aspiration. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. we're being called upward to the goal to win the prize in Christ Jesus whatever that prize is for you your walk of, your walk whatever that is in Christ you're called to you're called in that it says upward it doesn't say that you're going to have to trudge along it doesn't say that you're going to have to uh, it doesn't say anything about going down to anything either. It says you're, you're drawn upward. You're called upward in Christ. <clears throat> Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.1, So you, my son, be strong, strengthened inwardly in the grace and spiritual blessing that is to be found only in Christ Jesus. In Christ, I can be strong, strengthened inwardly, and, and I can experience the spiritual blessing or the grace that can only be found in him. He is my strength. I am strong in Christ. How about John 3:16? Jesus said, "For God so loved the world, so greatly, uh, this is the amplified classic, so greatly loved and, dear, uh, and dearly prized the world. That he even gave up his only begotten unique son, so that whoever believes in trusts, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal everlasting life. In him, in him we've been given that, the, the, sing, the only place, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. It's in him that we take that first step. Isn't that the first in him thing that we, we experience in general? that rebirth, right? 2 Corinthians 1:20 says, this is from King James version. Uh, it says for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. All of the promises of God in him are yes and amen toward me, yeah. toward you. We can experience as, uh, all of these promises in Christ. Amen? Amen? Second Corinthians 5, 21. For our sake, he made Christ virtually to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become endued with, viewed as being in and examples of, the righteousness of God, what we ought to be, approved and accepted and in right relationship with him by his goodness. I like that. In him and through him, that we might become. We are the righteousness of God yeah. Yeah. through him in Christ. Yeah. It's only by him, in him, through him. Yeah. Glory to God. Yeah. Colossians 2, 6 says, um, as ye have therefore received Jesus, uh, Christ Jesus the Lord so walk ye in him did you know we are supposed to walk our daily lives in Christ think about that we can live our lives daily moment to moment every every day in him that's amazing god is awesome and he's done all of this and then wrote it down for us i mean made it pretty easy as far as that goes Uh, Verse 7 in Colossians uh, 2.7 says, Rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith that uh, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. It says that we are rooted and built up in Him. Rooted and built up in Jesus. You know, the roots of any plant is where all of the good stuff comes from. All the nourishment comes from all of the vitamins, everything that it might need comes from the root. And, and, this, and the word says that we are rooted in him. How mu- what's the best vitamin in the world? Jesus. The best nourishment in the world? Jesus. And we're rooted in him. Glory to God. Colossians 2.10 says, And you are in him made full and having come to the fullness of life. In Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature. And he is the head of all rule and authority over, uh, of every angelic principality and power. It says that we can we can be made full in him, having come to a fullness of life. That's where we're supposed to be. King James uh, of this says, we are complete in him. We are complete in Christ. So... The Jerry Jerry Maguire movie, where he says, "You know, you complete me, or whatever." He was wrong. It's Jesus that completes you, Amen. right? Amen. Right. We are complete in Him. Wow, wow. Well, I'm only like halfway through, and you guys, I'm what, like ten o'clock? Y'all right with 10? No, I'm I'm going to advance a little bit. Um, there's some there's some that we say often, but we need to. Uh, again, we need to take a moment and, and, and hear our words. Uh, I, I, think, I think that sometimes, uh, because uh, maybe so many of us have, have walked this life, this Christian life, for so long that sometimes we can get familiar with the Word. But the Word is precious. Every one of our lives were changed by the Word of God. Everyone in this room without question. And if it and if it's not true, come up here and we'll pray for you. I mean that's really that's what you need. You need to get saved and, and get born again and, and, and then we'll get you filled with the Holy Ghost and pff, it's on then. Every one of us has our lives changed whenever we came into fellowship with God. When, when we stepped over into in Christ. But if we get familiar with the words and we say my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Let's say that's, but you know, if you, uh, or let's say uh, uh, 4.13, I have have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Or, um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens. That's what that is. Um, but how many times have you said, something comes up, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens. That's your response. But do you, and it's good to have that. I mean, it's good to have that ready on your, if, if that's, I mean, that's the right place to be. Your, your response isn't, oh no, it's gonna, it's all falling apart, whatever. Your response is to address it with the word is good, but take a moment, just a, just a, a second. To reflect on the inside. And whenever you begin to say that, you think about the power, the weight that those words carry. Remind yourself what you're saying because you really do have the ability to do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You really do. God didn't lie about it. They didn't write this book because they needed to, you know, it's not Eat, Pray, Love or whatever the inspiration, the latest inspirational book is this, this book was written so that we could live in Christ. Amen. Colossians 1, 14 and 15 says, uh, in whom we have our redemption through his blood, which means the forgiveness of our sins, in whom. Our redemption is in him. It's the only place it is. I know uh, there was a, I know that there was a a minister, I think, on TV one time that that was asked a question about Jesus being the only way, and he didn't answer that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, the only way to the Father, Um, and, you know, maybe he was nervous or whatever, I don't know, but uh, when you read the scriptures, though, I mean, it all just says very plainly, one way, just the one, not hard. Not difficult. I'm not talking bad about the guy. Uh, May the Lord bless and keep him. But uh, we need to be settled in that. And so if somebody says, uh, hey, do you really believe that Jesus is the only one? Absolutely. Let me show you. I can show you. I can prove it. And then let me tell you what he did for me. If, If you don't want to look at it in the word, look at it in the man, then this me. Look at it in me right here. Because it was all God. It was all the Lord Jesus that, that caused me to, to step through the things that I did, delivered me from it. <clears throat> so we have to remember um, we have to remember then that that the scriptures that we, we read and, and that you know even what Jesus said, think about some of the things that He said. This isn't necessarily in him scriptures, but um, in Matthew 28, when, when uh, Jesus says to the disciples, all authority and all power in heaven and on earth have been given to me. And then in uh, Luke 10, 19, he says, behold, I give; I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and, and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses and nothing shall in any way harm you. that's that's not ear tickling words that's power being given to us in his name to accomplish whatever it is that lines up with the word whatever it is that you need to do all of I've been given authority I tell you the first time I heard the message about the believers authority uh, I went home and took authority over my house like that oh I was you know, I, I, was, I was walking in it. But, you know, after a period of time, uh, if, you don't, if you don't keep that in, in, your, in your thinking, if you don't, per, if you, it diminishes. Yeah. And you kind of forget that you've been given authority and power. Oh, yeah. And so remind yourself that in Christ you have the power. It's been given to you to address those things. There's no demonic force or no weapon formed against you that can stand against the power that's been given to you in Christ. Amen. John 10 says the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and enjoy it and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So let me say this, do not let the enemy steal your identity. We are what he says we are. Amen. Who are you? I'm a joint heir with Christ. I am who God says I am. I am who the Lord Jesus says I am. Amen. I am the one that has power in his name over, I have that authority, yeah. over all demonic forces, over all principalities, powers, might, dominion. Amen. Amen. Now, My sphere of influence may not ex- extend uh you know, I can't address someone else's family issues, maybe, or, or affect those people, but I have authority over whatever spirit might be involved in that. That's power. That's power. But we, you know, we, if we don't practice it, if we don't, if we don't live it, if we don't work on it, remind ourselves of it, it diminishes in us, and we get back down to. Uh, to a place where we don't really realize just how much power we're carrying with us. we got to rehearse these things. Because herein is health and prosperity and power and authority and life. Jesus is the word, and he said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Speak the word. Speak the word over yourself, over your spouse, over your children, over your family, over your church, over your pastors, over your city. Because you have authority. If this group of people took it upon themselves to speak the word over this city, things will change. Might not change the way the people are living but we can affect the spirit behind the bad decisions and all of the, the, the gunk that's going on. Amen. We can do that because we're joint heirs. Amen. And you know what? Gosh, this is what God wants us to do. He loves this. He loves us recognizing who we are in Christ. And, you know, just touching on what Brother Kevin said Sunday, uh, you know, he loves it because it requires faith to speak this in confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To say that I am, I am a joint heir. Yeah. Yeah. Say I, I am uh, the righteousness of God in Christ. People hear you say that. Man, that's pretty arrogant. No, it's just right there in the word. Yeah. Yeah. That's who I am. Do you feel righteous? Most of the time not. But I am. Amen. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Hallelujah. I have authority. Yeah. It was given to me. By Jesus. And so when we, when we talk about those things and we, and we operate in faith, then we know that we're pleasing God because that's the only way to please him, right? If you're not, if you're not active in faith, then you can't please him. Uh, so let's, let's just move from here. Uh, take a, just take a moment. Try to remember to take a moment every day, 30 seconds, and say a few things about you and your family, who you are in Christ. And, and I really believe that as we do that, we will be able to affect not just those around us, but we'll also get lined up better with the move of God that's, that's happening right now. Yeah. It's going to require us to be the remnant that we hear everybody talking about. It's going to require for us to, 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 to be able to step into that. You're going to, we're all going to have to remember and be aware of who we are in Christ Amen. that's where it starts you remind yourself who you are in Christ and then you take that authority and then you're and, and then you're walking in a, in a higher level you're, you've moved into something greater and then we're all moving in that and then the next time the miracle Crusades come through wow who knows what's going to happen we might see some some creative miracles then Amen. I believe we're going to see it I expect it I expect it. There's only one way for us to go, folks, and that's deeper into him, further with him. Because the world's not offering any kind of solution. They just keep swirling the darkness. You can jump in now. No, I I did. I was in the darkness, but nope. I'm going to walk in the light. I'm going to walk in the light. I'm going to remember who I am in Christ. How about you? Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Lord, 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 we love you. We praise you.